0: going to work. <laughs> um, so you probably know that the coronary artery disease is actually the first leading cause of death, not only in the US, but uh, worldwide. Because um, if coronary artery disease are not treated, they can involve to uh, um, MI or a stroke. And you know both uh, heart attack and stroke are the first uh, leading cause of death. Um, in developing countries, now um, there is a, co- a direct correlation between cor- ter- coronary artery disease and LDL cholesterol. So the bad cholesterol uh, is not uh, inverse, inversely related to HDL, but essentially you know correlated, um, correlated to uh, LDL cholesterol. And just because, um, where did I put my pointer? Here it is. You have uh, buildup of uh, these plaques and atherosclerosis inside the vessel. And so the vessels are narrower. Then the blood flow cannot go through. And that's why it, you know lead to ischemia. And then the, uh, actually, the heart doesn't get the blood flow that it needs. And this, uh, of course, can lead, as I said, to uh, uh, MI. And first of all, when it's moderate, the first symptoms are going to be um, manifested as an enginal pain. So angina pectoris is actually a symptom. It's not a disease. It's just a sign that you know, there is a problem. And then in case of severe coronary artery disease, that's when um, it leads to uh, myocardial uh, infarction. <coughs> Then uh, this is some review of your biology or biochemistry class. As you can see, (coughs) lipoprotein, they are uh, biochemical assemblies of protein, of course, and uh, lipids. And those lipids can be cholesterol or triglycerides. And depending on which... um, Lipoprotein, the content of cholesterol and triglyceride is different. So you have three major uh, lipoprotein. The LDL uh, has known, also known as bad cholesterol. Uh, in that case, the ma- uh, major core lipid is cholesterol, and those LDL represent 70 to, uh, 60 to 70 percent of the total cholesterol, and these are the one. This is the one that is related to coronary artery disease. Then you have the HDL, which is the good uh, cholesterol. In that case, you also have uh, cholesterol as uh, the core lipid. But it only represents 20 to 30% of um, the total cholesterol. Then finally, you have the VLDL for the very low density lipoprotein. And in that case, uh, the major core lipids is triglyceride and some uh, cholesterol. Now this is the metabolism of the lipoprotein, and this is important to understand in order to understand the mechanism of action of the drugs. Um, so here you have your hepatocyte, and here you have your <coughs> blood, and then the peripheral cells such as the fatty, uh, the adipocytes, and so the cholesterol is synthesized um, in the liver, and then you have those VLDL. Um, molecule that are going to be secreted into the bloodstream, and there they can acquire apoE and apoC, and uh, to form those uh, VLDL. The VLDL is are uh, degraded by some enzymes that are in the capillary and the and they are going to be degraded into those VLDL remnants. Now the VLDL remnant can lose the uh, APOC to make those HDL. um, And then can also be converted into LDL. And then LDL can bind to those receptor, the LDL receptor. And through an endocytosis process, it's going to be recaptured to the liver or in the peripheral uh, tissue. So if you block the LDL receptor, or if you block uh, those enzymes that leads to the formation of LDL, then you can reduce um, the LDL cholesterol in the periphery, and we'll see this. So this is just introduction, and when we talk about mechanism of action, try to have this uh, in your mind. And there is like a, a one uh, big um, slide at the end of your package. Um, now, in terms of detection and evaluation and treatment, of course, there are some guidelines as usual. And the National Cholesterol Education Program for the Adult Treatment, uh, panel three guideline, said that everybody who is older than 20 years old should be screened every five years. So you should get your blood check and check your cholesterol if you are older than 20, which I'm assuming everybody is. <laughs> um, and then if the total cholesterol is below 200 mg per deciliter, that's what is desirable. If it's over 240, that means you have a high uh, cholesterol. Now the LDL cholesterol, because it's the bad cholesterol, you want to keep it low. And uh, so the optimal is below 100 mg per deciliter. And over 160 is considered as high. HDL cholesterol is the good one. So you want actually to be high. If it's uh, below 40 milligram per deciliter, is considered as low, and then higher than 60 uh, milligram per deciliter is high. Triglyceride, again, you don't want to have uh, a lot of triglyceride, so normal it's below 150 milligram per deciliter, and then value between 200 and 500 are considered uh, as high. Now, um, in Lini, you have this a uh, table where you can evaluate your risk of developing cardio art, um, coronary artery disease within 10 years. And so this is a case. This is me <laughs> <laughs> and my last uh, blood check. So I am uh, less than 40 years old. I am non-smoker. Um, my total cholesterol was 170 milligrams per deciliter. HDL 69 milligram, LDL 87, triglyceride. And so you can select on this table, and then you have those predictors. And if your score is below nine, you have less than 1% risk <laughs> of developing uh, coronary artery disease. And of course, males um, are at higher risk. So if a male is uh, over 40, the risk uh, increases. For women, it's over 50. Uh, most of postmenopausal women become more at risk. And um, so you can do your, if you had a blood uh, checked recently, you can do your calculation um, in lean. So what are the treatment of uh, high cholesterol? So of course, as usual, is the therapeutic, uh, non-therapeutic um, Lifestyle changes. And uh, so it's like weight control, um, you know, in the diet, try to eat uh, low fat, low cholesterol diet, exercise, <coughs> smoking cessation, because smoking, of course, increases the risk of developing uh, coronary artery disease. And then if this doesn't help, then um, there is a drug uh, therapy, as always. And also, it's important to address uh, causes of secondary um, hyperlipidemia. So, for example, diabetes. If you remember uh, your um, diabetes lecture from last quarter, so we know that insulin can influence the lipid metabolism, and so patients who has diabetes can have um, low HDL and H triglycerides. So, those patients are also to be um, are at higher risk. Of developing uh, hyperlipidemia, so non-pharmacologic therapy. <laughs> Make sure if your patient say that he exercises, that he is really exercising. <laughs> Um, so the drug therapy, so there are some evidence based on the clinical trials and study in animals that show that if you reduce by 1% the LDL uh, cholesterol, you have a 2 to 3% reduction in cardio- artery- coronary artery disease uh, risk and endpoints. Uh, so the recommendation. Of course, because I said that is directly correlated, LDL and HDL uh, are directly correlated, you really want to target the LDL level. So you want to lower the LDL level. So that's the primary treatment. And the drugs that we're going to talk about are used to reduce um, LDL cholesterol. Of course, they have some effect on HDL or triglyceride, depending on the class of drug but essentially is to reduce the LDL uh, cholesterol. Now, here are um, the the goals and the values that are the targets. So if a patient has 0 to 1 risk factors, so the risk factors are smoking, hypertension, a male over uh, 45 or a female over 55 years old, in that case, the goal for the LDL is to be below 160. If they are above 160, the first recommendation is the lifestyle modification. And if this is not enough and they are uh, over 190, then they start uh, the um, drugs to treat their high cholesterol. Now, if they have more than two risk factors, or if their 10-year uh, um, risk is below 20%. So most likely between 10 and 20%. So in that case, the goal is going to be lower, because they already have a risk. So you don't want to take another risk by maintaining them on a higher level of cholesterol. So for them, it's 130. And then they start, first of all, you know, it's lifestyle modification if they are above 130. And if they have uh, 10-year risk between 10 and 20%, they will start the drug if the the LDL cholesterol is above 130. For those who have a moderate risk, but they still have two risk factors, uh, and their uh, 10-year risk is below 10%, then um, the value to start the treatment is higher. And then for those who already had uh, CAD, who had uh, prior MI, of course, the LDL goal is going to be even lower, and the therapy, um, the pharmaceutical therapy, <laughs> uh, is going to start if their uh, cholesterol level is above 130. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need to know the value, but it, again, is to give you an indication of uh, you know, when does those uh, treatments start, depending on the level of their, um, of their risk and their um, cholesterol level. So the first classes, and it, these are the you know, first line uh, drugs for the treatment of um, hypercholesterolemia. These are the statin. I don't know if you heard about uh, statin. They are also known as uh, HMG-CoA reductase inhibitors. So what is HMG-CoA? It's an enzyme uh, that is the first steps in the synthesis of cholesterol. So here on this uh, figure, so you see if you stop, if you block this enzyme, you block the synthesis of cholesterol. And then they have another function, is that uh, they actually stimulate the reabsorption of those LDL cholesterol into the liver, and so they increase the catabolism of the LDL uh, cholesterol. So overall, by reducing the synthesis and increasing the catabolism, they are going to um, reduce the LDL level in the plasma. Also, they are partial inhibitor of the enzyme. So you remember we talk about partial or um, irreversible inhibitors, so in that case, it's partial. And uh, as a monotherapy, they can reduce the LDL cholesterol by 30% or more, so they can reduce significantly. So for some patients, a statin is going to be enough to reduce and reach their uh, therapeutic goal. For some others, they're going to need a combination and an add-on therapy. So, this um, will go back and forth to this uh, figure because it has all the mechanism of all the different drugs. So, there is also a big, uh, it's also at, at the end of the, uh, your package, like a blow-on version, another uh, slide that you have to put in your, on your wall <laughs> for your study. So not only they reduce the LDL cholesterol, but they have some effect on the HDL. So they reduce the bad one and they increase uh, the good one. And they also have some uh, non-lipid, non-lipid beneficial uh, cardiovascular action. And um, they have an immunomodulatory effect. So that means they reduce the inflammation. So for arteriosclerosis, it's good. But because of that, um, there are different clinical trials for which they are uh, currently um, investigated. For example, Alzheimer's disease. So the brain is made of uh, cholesterol, and there is a synthesis of cholesterol in the brain. And so some studies that are uh, lipophilic are now investigated for the treatment of AD and see if it can actually uh, slow down uh, the disease. Multiple sclerosis rheumatoid arthritis, because those are inflammatory disease. They also um, So statin are also under investigation for those uh, disease. And then glaucoma, because they improve the endothelial function, they are also under investigation for uh, the treatment of glaucoma. They also reduce the risk of atrial fibrillation. They reduce the risk of thrombosis. They increase the bone formation. And they also promote the plaque stability. And so for a uh, patient who has a prior MI, those patients are going to be uh, on statin. Just because of uh, those beneficial effects, they can really reduce uh, the risk of mortality and morbidity for those patients who already had a prior MI. So the name, if you see statin in the name, most likely they belong to the statin, simvastatin. Was the first one, so this is a prototype, so it's known as Zocor, and then you have the newer one, uh, Rosubastatin, atorvastatin, which is Lipitor. Those are newer ones. They differ from um, the old one because of their half-life, so they have a longer half-life. Um, they are more lipophilic, and. Uh, the first one has an extensive first-pass metabolism, so that's why it has to be administered uh, more frequently because it's um, metabolized heavily in the, in the liver. And uh, for example, rosuvastatin is not metabolized by the SIP enzyme, so it has less uh, interaction, less drug interaction with the newer um, category. And um, rosuvastatin can reach abnormal high level in Asian. So because I know there are a lot of Asians uh, in LA, this is important because patients who <coughs> receive this drug, they need to adjust um, the dose. Therapeutic use, so as I mentioned, this is the first line uh, therapy for LDL uh, cholesterol reduction. And then, as I also mentioned, it's also indicated for the primary and secondary uh, prevention of cardiovascular event. And then for patients with uh, diabetes, um, the American Diabetes Association recommend that all patients who are older than 40 years old and has diabetes take a statin just to control the cardiovascular uh, (laughs) risk factor because of all those beneficial effects that are uh, non-lipid related. So uh, patients with diabetes who are older than four years old, um, it's recommended that they are uh, taking statins. Now adverse effects. Uh, The main adverse effects are headache, rash, constipation. But one adverse effect that is not as common, but is really um, inconvenient and painful is the myopathy and the rhabdomyolysis. So you know what rhabdomyolysis is. It's the degradation of the muscle. Uh, in that case, so those p- uh, because the statin can increase the creatine kinase, this is going to actually increase um, the rhabdomyolysis because creatine kinase is known uh, to be uh, released during uh, muscle degradation. And this uh, myopathy is accompanied with pain. So, a patient can complain if you see patients who are on some somebody can complain they have muscle pain or joint uh, pain. And some of them they want to withdraw and they want to stop their uh, treatment because of that. Um, they are contraindicated in pregnancy in mo- most children because of that reason. You know, you don't want to give a child uh, a drug that can cause um, muscle. Uh, degradation if they are you know, in their growth period, and of course, uh, it's understandable for a pregnant woman. Hepatotoxicity, it's also uh, common. No, it's not common, but it's severe. So it can increase all the hepatic enzyme. So this has to be monitored at the beginning of the treatment. And as I mentioned, because they are metabolized in the liver, um, they can induce drug interaction. Through the CYP3A4 uh, enzyme, and they can interact with fibrates and um, ezetimibe, which are other uh, drugs that are used for cholesterol, and we'll talk about those uh, later on. And so, with um, since they are uh, with drugs that inhibit the SIP, they are going to increase the concentration of those statins. And if you increase the concentration of the statin, you are increasing the risk of developing myopathy. Now, the other another drug that is used for the treatment of um, hypercholesterolemia is niacin. It's uh, actually vitamin B three. Um, the brand name are Niacor and Niaspan. This one. Um, inhibit the VLDL secretion. So, again, if we go back to our slide, mm. so if we go back to our slide, because they inhibit the secretion of VLDL here. You, reduces, you reduce the level of LDL cholesterol because if you remember, VLDL can be degraded and lead to uh, the synthesis of LDL. Um, they also increase the VLDL clearance. Um, LTL is the lipoprotein uh, lipase, so these are the enzyme that can uh, Degrade those VLDL into a VLDL uh, remnant. They can reduce the triglyceride, and when they are used as a monotherapy, they reduce the LDL cholesterol by 10 to 15 percent. So, not as good as the statin, but still. And so, when you combine um, this uh, drug with a resin, you can reduce the cholesterol by 40 to 60 percent. So again, for patients who are resistant to one drug, then most of the time they are uh, given a combination therapy. And then you have triple uh, combination. These are for even more severe uh, hypercholesterolemia. And those uh, can reduce the cholesterol by 70%. What do you mean, my yeah, it's another class of drug. We're gonna to come to those one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's they are um mild So yeah. Once patients initiate
1: this therapy, do they have to stay on it, or once their cholesterol gets low, do
0: they? That's the problem because most of the time, patients, they want to stop, and if it's uh if it's a familial hypercholesterolemia, um they have to be on it for the rest of their life and. Um, if it's more because of a lifestyle, you know, like eating a lot of junk food, that can be corrected. But when it's familial, they would have to be on it for, uh, and so again, compliance issue. And again, your role is going to be to, you know, educate them because the risk—it's always, you know, risk versus benefit. Uh, okay, you know, it can be uncomfortable, but you want to take the risk of developing. Uh, MI or having a stroke, so mm-hmm. that's why it's important to talk to the patient and you know tell them, okay, <laughs> you have to be compliant because the risk is too you know important if you stop in. So adverse effect, uh, <laughs> usually you know they they are well tolerated. The most common adverse effect is the flushing of the face and the ears, and also itching. And this is a uh, uh, prostaglandin-mediated effect. And so if uh, the patient are taking aspirin, here, you you can recognize Dr. Strello. (laughs) Um, If you take um, aspirin or ibuprofen 30 minutes before taking niacin, Then you can reduce the flushing or um, this adverse reaction. Another way to do it is um, to take it with food. So, you know, because foods uh, slow down the reabsorption, and so then it takes, you know, uh, a longer time to um, get its effect. Or also by uh, titrating the dosage upwards. So at the beginning, if you go, you know, increase um, the dose, that can also be. Recommendation to avoid uh, this kind of adverse effect. It's also hepatotoxic, so as for the study, it's important to monitor uh, the liver function at the beginning of the treatment, and then you know every six months, because they are going to have their blood you know check anyway for their cholesterol. So it's something that usually um, it's you know asked on their uh, blood test. It's just cholesterol and then hepatic enzyme at the same time, and can also cause uh, hyperuricemia, so can uh, induce uh, gout arthritis. So for a patient who has prior uh, gout episode, this um, can trigger it. Uh, therapeutic use is the first line, because it has an effect on the triglycerides, uh, is the first line agent to treat uh, triglyceride uh, hypertriglyceridemia. It's not the first uh, line for uh, hypercholesterolemia, and usually it's add-on to a statin. So it's a second line uh, if it's for LDL cholesterol. And as I said, it's add-on uh, to statin therapy, especially if they have mixed um, hyper um, chole- so, uh, hypercholesterolemia with hypertriglyceridemia. So this works well as an add-on therapy to a statin, so you can control. Not only the LDL cholesterol, but uh, the triglyceride. Here are the resin that we were talking about. So this is a different uh, mechanism of action for those uh, resin. Um, So they are known as the bile acid sequestrant, And the drugs are cholestipal and cholesteramine. Then there is a new uh, agent which is Uh, uh It has less uh, bloating and fewer drug interaction. Always, when you have a newer agent, has a better, uh, you know, safety profile or you know less adverse effects, but they are more expensive. Um, so because they are sequestering, so they are going to bind to uh, the bile acid, which are actually the metabolites of uh, cholesterol. And so they bind it in the intestine and prevent the reabsorption. So if you prevent the reabsorption of the bile, uh, you can also interrupt their enterohepatic uh, cycle, and you are um, going to reduce the LDL cholesterol, and also um, increases uh, the LDL receptor, so you have a better reabsorption of the uh, LDL into the liver, where it's gonna be uh, catabolized. So the overall result, reduce LDL cholesterol, increase VLDL in some patients, you don't really want it, but you cannot really um, avoid it, and so produce 20% reduction uh, when it's used as monotherapy. So you see there are, you know, kind of equivalent, yeah
1: that compared
0: to just increasing
1: fiber? Increasing?
0: Fiber. Does that um, have the
1: same effect. I mean, fiber is essentially a bile acid
0: right? Yeah, and that's why, you know, we, we recommend to, for patients who have cholesterol to eat, you know, oat milk and fibers uh, just to reduce their cholesterol. But these are more potent, you know, than... And the, the
1: increased receptors are on the liver? Or yeah, reactions? it's on the
0: hepatocytes. Yeah. Uh, so therapeutic use because you know they don't have those protective effect as the statin. So the statin they really have you know uh, extra effect just by reducing the mortality um, because they have anti-inflammatory effect, they stabilize the plaques. So statin are really the first line agent and all the other you know are like um, use in combination most of the time with the statin just to achieve uh, the goal and. You know they can be first-line therapy if the patient start having uh, rhabdomyolysis or are intolerant to the statin, then we can switch. But um, most of the time, statins first-line <laughs> agent because they are, you know, working on uh, the intestine. Um, the adverse effects, of course, are related to their mechanism of action, and they can cause constipation and uh, bloating. And they can also decrease uh, the uptake of uh, fat-soluble vitamin because you know they, if they can um, bind to the body bi- which is you know um, really uh, li- rich in lipids, so they can bind to other uh, lipid uh, molecules such as uh, the fat soluble vitamin such as vitamin E and uh, vitamin K. And they can interfere with uh, the absorption of other drugs. So the recommendation is to take other drugs apart because you know if they are sequestered, they are going to you know just chelate other drug and then reduce the absorption of other drug. So they have to be uh, given one hour before or two hours after other drugs just to avoid uh, this interaction. So this is like a mechanical interaction just because of their structure. And uh, those drugs are digoxin, thiazide, warfarin, which, you know, if a patient already has cardio, uh, if already has a CAD, most likely they can be on digoxin. Um, Thiazide, if they have hypertension, tetracycline is more like if they have an infection, but, and warfarin is an anticoagulant, and we'll talk about it uh, next week. So, again, A patient who had an MI, they are going to be on, you know, they can be on those drugs. So important uh, to and aspirin again, you know, that aspirin can reduce the risk of CAD. So all those interactions can be prevented just by uh, recommending to take them uh, apart. And now uh, another class of drug, the fibrates. Are uh, they are fibric acid uh, derivative. Their mechanism of action is different, so they are acting on the ppar alpha um, receptor. So those ppar alpha, the abbreviation is peroxisome proliferator-activated receptor alpha. <laughs> but if you remember ppar alpha, that's all I'm asking you. Uh, it's a transcription factor. So when the receptor of those ppar alpha Uh, Transcription factors are activated. You're going to activate the cascade and the signaling of PPAR alpha, and it's implicated in uh, the metabolism of lipids. So if you activate those PPAR alpha receptor, you actually reduce the VLDL synthesis. So I don't want to, you know. Get into too much detail of this cascade of uh, P4 alpha. Just you know, remember, binds to it is different from the other mechanisms that are directly related to um, the lipid and cholesterol. Uh, this one goes through you know transcription factor, and so you have reduction of the VLDL synthesis and also increases of. Um, Lipolysis of LPL, uh, so the lipoprotein lipase activity, and increase of the VLDL clearance. So it's going to be used to reduce um, the VLDL level and then also the LDL level, but the effect is uh, modest compared, you know, if you bind directly to uh, activate those receptors, you know. uh, increase the reabsorption of the cholesterol or you know, block the synthesis. Uh, in that case, the effect is just uh, modest. They can also reduce uh, the triglycerides and increase the good uh, cholesterol. So the drugs are gemfibrozil or lopid, and uh, phenofibrids. So if you see fiber in there you can you know kind of guess that they are uh fibrates. Um they are m- the first line for severe hypertriglyceridemia because they are ex- essentially reducing uh, triglyceride. Add on to statin therapy you know all those drugs they can be add on to the statin. And um some data show that they can also uh, reduce the cardiovascular events, but they are not as strong as the statin. So statin uh, still remain the first um, line of drug. Generally, well-tolerated. Yeah? Yeah, it's either yeah, for triglyceride. Yeah, it's either or they can be this one or you know, niacin has less adverse effects. So and again, you know, it's going to depend on how the patient is going to respond. So, uh, as for hypertension, you know, the um, healthcare provider is going to prescribe one drug and see how it responds and if it doesn't work, then they're going to switch or increase the dose or add on and, uh, rashes and GI uh, disturbances are the most common one. Clofibrates can actually uh, lead to the formation of gallstone. So um, uh, not really uh, you know, an effect that is uh, suitable. But so it's better to um, use the new one. And then in some cases, they can also cause uh, myopathy. Interaction, they can displace warfarin from the um, plasma protein. So you remember, in order to be uh, transported in the bloodstream, the drugs are bound to the plasma protein. And if they are heavily bound, such as warfarin, and are displaced by another drug, the free drug is the one that is reabsorbed. So if you displace warfarin, that means you're going to have a higher effect, and you have an higher anticoagulant effect, So you have to reduce the dose of warfarin. And now um, ezetimibe or zetium. This one um, going to inhibit the reabsorption. So it's a little bit different from uh, the resin, uh, which you know the resin just uh, binds to the onidobyle the acid, so this one just uh, inhibit the reabsorption of phytosterols so that are found, you know, in the veggies, and cholesterol that is found, you know, in eggs, in meat. So it's just uh, reduce um, like the, the uh, cholesterol from your uh, alimentation, from the food, and <coughs> uh, usually it's an adjunct to the diet. So it's going to be adjunct to. Uh, the lifestyle modification, and they're also reserved for patients who cannot tolerate uh, the statin. And then uh, there are some controversy, and I'm going to talk about it on the next slide. Uh, there is a combination with a statin, it's known as viturin. So you have um, Zetia and uh, a statin, simvastatin, in one pill. And so they were thinking that the combination is going to be better and, you know, going to improve. Uh, the cholesterol outcome and reduce um, the risk of developing cardiovascular disease. But actually, the first clinical trial, which was a trial involving 700 patients, uh, showed that it's called the NN trial, and improved the cholesterol level. But actually, um, the reduction of the artery wall was better with a statin alone. So when you have a statin with, um, Zetia, the reduction in the thin, you know, like the thickness of the wall was not as great. And, you know, if you have atherosclerosis, you want to have, uh, you know, the best results. So there is that controversy. Uh, does the patient really need to have something, uh, azetimide to be added to a statin if you have a better effect? Uh, the cholesterol level were, you know, um, reduced, you know, like the reduction was better. But then on the other hand, you know, on the Vestal, was not as uh, as good. So now there is that controversy. And they are waiting for new clinical trial that involve 10,000 patients. It's uh, the SHARP and the IMPROVE-IT, just to see um, the benefits of uh, having a combination. And uh, you have the link. So if you want to read the result, you can click and <laughs> uh, read it. It's you know generally generally well tolerated, so that's why also they thought okay if you you know have the combination and you have a better you know outcome, um, that's a good thing, but it's still controversial. No fish oil, so you probably yeah. Should Zetia have been starred? Is that a star? The one? Zetia. Is that one we should? No. Oh yeah, I forgot the star. star. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and fish oil too. You can put a star So fish oil. Um, so you probably you know heard about fish oil and all the benefits, not only for the cardiovascular uh, disease. Have you? Uh, I don't remember if Dr. Tang talked about fish oil <laughs> last. Uh, because for sure it's also um, you know investigated for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease. Um, actually, so far for the fatty acids clinical trial that have been done uh, in patients with um, mild cognitive impairment or AD, there was no improvement in memory, but for elderly who don't have, um, you know, uh, MCI or Alzheimer's, but, you know, start to have uh, cognition reduction, if it's given to uh, patient over 50, there is an improvement, so they have less um, Frequent episode of you know memory loss, which is not you know really uh, associated to Alzheimer's, but in Alzheimer probably because it's too late again. But I'm already taking my fish oil, <laughs> and it has yes, you know multiple um, benefits. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, so the
0: sources you have omega three, omega six. You can find it in algae. You can find it in fish like fatty fish, and also seeds like flax seeds, uh, nuts. I have it on the on the next uh, here. So you have all the sources: um, cano- canola oil, olive oil. So there are you know different ways to get your um, fatty acid supplement. You know, of course, you have those. Um, supplements that you can find as uh, CVS. Uh, those don't contain you know, heavy metal, because there is a controversy of, OK, if I eat more fish, I'm going to get more mercury. And I have uh, a link, I don't know where it is, um, of a study showing that, um, you know, again, the risk versus the benefit, and it depends on which fish you are choosing. So fish such as shark and swordfish are, have higher content of mercury, but if you eat um, catfish or salmon, you don't have as much, and so you have a better um, benefit of eating uh, fish oil for cardiovascular prevention and then uh, oxidative damage in the brain. Um, so here is uh, the action of uh, those fatty acids, so it's you know probably multifactorial. Um, it's actually promote a net anti-inflammatory response and can actually, um, so in the brain it's just an antioxidant, reduce the oxidative damage to uh, the neuron. And uh, so it's anti-inflammatory, decrease the in- inflammatory uh, markers such as leukotriene and prostaglandin. Also, had some anti-thrombotic antitrombi- uh, effect, decrease the, promo- uh, the production of thromboxane. And next week, we're going to talk about coagulation, and we'll talk about this, and uh, also some anti-arrhythmic effect, anti effect. Um, so, if you don't eat fish, the recommendation is actually we should eat at least. One to two uh, serving of fish uh, per week, and in all the Alzheimer's, you know, field right now, they said we have we should take five servings of fish uh, oh per wow. day. Because, for example, in Japan, where they are eating a lot of fish, the incidence of Alzheimer's is lower than uh, yeah, fish in. Eating that much fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like for Western, you know, we are not used as you know. Yeah, with the one in the gulf, you don't really want to have it. <laughs> um, so that's what I said. They should eat at least two servings of fish per week. Or, you know, you can eat um, like nuts because they are uh, rich in uh, omega 3 content. And people who have actually coronary artery disease should consume a combined total of one gram of um, EPA and DHA per day. As I said, you have those supplements. The taste is not that great. And depending, you know, I, I'm trying like different brands, and the one I have right now is just horrible. It just <laughs> gave me the fishy taste and, you know, burping. <laughs> <laughs> and so there is actually an omega 3 prescription uh, formulation that is um, indicated for patients with hypertriglyceridemia. Uh, uh, so it's a combination of EPA and DHA. So this, those patients need to have a prescription. And so it's approved, you know, by the FDA for uh, the treatment of high uh, triglyceride. And of course, it's an adjunct therapy to uh, dietary uh, measures. And the daily dose they have to take four grams. So uh, you know, either two uh, tablets twice a day or one tablet like four times a day. And so we're going to take a break here. Do you have any questions? Yes. Yeah. It's just you know like understand the mechanism of action of visual and uh, indicated for uh, Omacor. You need to, you know to know that it's FDA approved for the treatment of hypertrophic The rest, you know, is more like information. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's weird that it increases the um, LDL levels in some patients, so that's just like an adverse effect, or is it somehow it increases it but it, yeah, because, you know, you don't really want to increase the,
0: the, the so it's more like adverse effects okay, of some so patients, yes, yes. yeah, not everybody, but, uh, yeah, the essential mechanism is that uh, it reduces um, the LDL cholesterol okay. in your depth. All right,
1: thank you. Hi, um, so
0: you explained this one, but is this one related? I mean, is this the same thing or is it? It's kind of the same, because so here, you know, it's, you have your side, you have the blood, so you have the lipoprotein lipase. It's just made like a different way, so here you have the lipoprotein lipase, and if you look at it, it's going to also migrate the VIGL into VIGL, so there's the same thing here. Uh, okay. Because so on this one you have, you know, like the side of action of the drug. <laughs> so what is <laughs> this? Uh, what is the difference
1: here? <laughs> yeah. So here is what. So you have the hepatic and
0: then uh, the liver is here, and. This the blood. and this is all
1: the blood? Then. Yeah.
0: Like, outside uh, the this okay. is the blood. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, there are two pathways. You don't really have to know, like, the two different pathways uh, on, on the metabolism of cholesterol, synthesis, and everything. But So everything that is going to be reabsorbed in the liver, that's where, you know, the cholesterol is degraded, mm-hmm. but that's also where it's the synthesis of cholesterol. Okay. No, and, this and this um, is the, the blood. So if you know, if you reduce what is in the blood by reabsorbing in the liver, then you reduce the blood level. If you increase the reabsorption from the blood to the liver, you reduce the level of cholesterol from your blood. Okay, that's what. But is it getting metabolized in the liver? And then here, that's where it's going to be treated. So this is your ball and your uh, (laughs) intestines. Okay. Because you know, when it's metabolized, some of them have just going to be Okay. No, no, I know. And then this, yeah, is
1: and this is the, the endothelial.
0: So yeah, you have your blood vessel, and you, you, yeah, know, you have your uh, yeah. your cells yeah. in the mm-hmm. blood vessel, okay. and so those cells has the lipoprotein mm-hmm. lipase that can convert the VLDL into uh, LDL. So uh-huh. uh-huh. how much of this like is? You really need to understand. Oh, you have to understand. Where they bind, and you know, if you understand like the cascade, maybe it can help you to
1: understand uh, okay, their mechanical okay, action. Yeah, so mainly it's like in the in the yeah. that it's preventing.
0: Yeah, perfect. so for example, this one blocks oh. that enzyme that is involved in the synthesis. Mm-hmm. So if you block the synthesis, you have less, right? Okay, this one activates the reabsorption, so just recapture. And this one, decrease the secretion because when it's there, in the liver it can be secreted in the blood, but if you block the secretion. Okay.
1: And most of them... And this one, the resin, because you
0: know, when they are uh, degraded, some can go back to the liver and then go back to the blood. So if you just increase their uh, uh, elimination. uh, And resin is what? Yeah. These are the resin, you have the satins, you have the fibrin, these are all, you know, you resin is also like a, a, it's a secret it sauce, yeah, so it just binds it, you know, it's going to bind your cholesterol and then you're going to eliminate it. Okay, okay,
1: all right, I, thank you. I just had a quick question. On, you know the other chart that we had from the antihypertensive? that uh-huh. It had like which sites of action, whether it was on the cardiac, the vessel, the vasculature? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do we need to know, because some of those drug paths yes. we didn't go over, do we only need to pay attention to the one that we Yeah, like, need one. Yeah, I no, one. No. Okay, because okay. okay, I'm like, I don't know that. Just
0: no, no, no. If you see the no. one that we didn't talk about, you okay. can to know okay. it. All right. This
1: last one? <laughs> 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 so, a so for the appeal yeah. one, for, um, um really it doesn't really. have The, the, uh, the guy. Yeah, and, and it no yeah. 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 right? mm-hmm. doesn't have Yeah, this text. one, yeah. Okay, because in yeah, yeah. one of the slides say, that one, we yeah, have yeah, that, side effect, so I don't know, like, but in, in the book, it says it doesn't buy into Yeah, no, no, no the new one is yeah. one And for okay, for them, we know But those with that So that Are you working with it's, uh, so it's kind, kind of constring
0: because he yeah
1: so like what are Is it it's it's gonna it's
0: gonna it's gonna increase to that, then yeah, uh, that then?
1: like what what <laughs> drugs <laughs> drugs? <laughs> 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 for for those with is it for? So so hard 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 or uh
0: attention yes you can have a they ready
1: or a bit of a blocker. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> okay. And, um, okay, so basal dilater, I mm-hmm. kind of, okay, so <laughs> you know, like, when you basal dilate, <laughs> uh-huh. that means you, you break so you increase the blood flow. Yeah. Right? yeah, right, so you can increase the change of the brain of okay. the yeah. blood flow, that's fine, <inaudible> so uh-huh. that's good, yes. Yes. right? Yeah. <inaudible> so when you, um, when you block it, so you break it it's for those with a kidney <laughs> problem. You don't want to have left or left bone to have. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So why are you saying that for <laughs> ratio that <later? laughs> yeah. After all of that, you decrease the, the, the pressure, right? your no. pressure. <laughs> and then, yeah, eventually it's that. It really yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what it says. You can can reduce the pressure, pressure like right and can you decrease the the Because you I just say basically like it makes it very actually increase <laughs> the blood flow the uh-huh. But then after that, after <laughs> all the they're, they're, they're gonna decrease it. They also act on other, other arteries, not only okay, on
0: so the skin. Okay, so if they act on other arteries, they increase yeah. the blood pressure. Yeah, the so they reduce the blood pressure. Yeah, so that's the thing. So if you use it more often, then it's gonna be blood pressure. Blood pressure. And
1: then it's back yeah. to so right. yeah. the community so with blood pressure. So you don't Yeah, so you want it's more
0: for patients that you have, you know, in failure, but in most of the patients you know.
1: Also for regular patients, just, yeah, yeah, they have that kind yeah. of problem? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know,
0: yeah. they say that, they say that, like, for
1: normal patients, too, like, you need a geriatric treatment. should to negate the effect of our oh, it. because the kid, you don't know. Because yeah, the whenever you have, to have fresh back, yeah. the add pressure back, be automatically kicked in, and yeah, it's
0: gonna. Yeah. It's it. okay. so gonna you know, come by. But those like. like what is this thing? There are like, like, a What is it?
1: No, because the, you
0: mean uh, about hydrolysis, yeah. Yeah. The one, which one are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. The yeah. yeah, like yeah. the yeah. dilator on the, the first line. Yeah. So they already yeah. use this vision are not responding to their, yeah. 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 Okay. And can you tell me
1: again how yeah. this pressure yeah. Yeah. If you have more, because if you have
0: resistance, if you have, yeah, you have more uh,
1: resistance. <laughs> you, <have> <laughs> <resistant, laughs> yeah, you, you know, can <laughs> have <of> like pulmonary embolism, because you're more to you have a clot. I think embolism, because the veins <laughs> go into the. <laughs> the yeah, it can
0: know, like stagnate it's instead of, you know, flowing, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where
1: uh, uh, that it is. Yeah. How it same thing, because you are <laughs> the So if you life, the know you know so this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question from last lecture too. No, um, For, um <laughs> oh, not law, but Italian, yeah. Guy Lanten, right? So it was under the anti rhythmia section, but I know it as uh, a
0: I'm just so why yeah, yeah, is so yeah. so it very other activities medications? makes yeah. it so yeah.
1: different that? what's gonna into the entire response that I don't I know
0: seizure to the So, like the patient needs to get a seizure.
1: <laughs> okay, so do other anti um, uh, issues also have the same anti-retin? No, because <laughs> it's always like the <laughs> other yeah, ones selected. Uh, so they're more selective yeah. for the yeah, select, uh, your channel. Right. Or for I'm just it's gone like that. just why they, they were picking yeah. Dylan yeah. to these other ones. Well, because they can yeah.
0: yeah. realize that has a so then, of and you can put it in And so yeah.
1: if you have a yeah. patient and you can get it. Yeah. I think biocides make like you hyperglycemic, right? Or one mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. but it yeah, didn't I say, I am thinking think in the book our New that it was contraindications yeah. or diabetics, would it be contraindications? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. yeah. That's why the, you know, like yeah. are good for most patients. Mm-hmm.
0: But for example, if you with diabetes, yeah. and this yeah. is going to be better, because yeah. of yeah. 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 the predictive effect of the disease will be generated. That
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was really, really yeah, I yeah. out. This is a really yeah. question. Is there anything I just picked one it's already the I a lecture,
0: i sorry. okay. because not you So I can add one to
1: yeah, yeah. I was, I was, thinking about that too so that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like doing your thing is already exhausting. <laughs>
0: right? right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How descend from the middle one
1: again? be What did Yeah,
0: they side
1: that happen? Like everyone have <laughs> it doesn't have to do with your level of. I put out of file. It's one Because you know that enzyme for the and then,
0: when we but when I was working, when I was working
1: for the future, I always felt that I didn't to Because, again, when you grow, or why can you use this thing? Right. 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 And then you started to get used, like, the I think it works for the It's a paper. It's a paper. a of a like a is this more just travel. Travel. Uh, 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 Okay, it doesn't matter. now. Uh, Thank you,
0: yeah.
1: Thank you. yeah. I'm going to go to the I have to I'm i the yeah.